Listen, we got to talk about this creepy topiary. I'm just going to I'm just going to throw it out there. Elsa in the creepy topiary. I just can't. It's nightmare fuel. Speaking of nightmare fuel, I'm your host, Beth, and I'm hanging out here with your other nightmare fuel, Greg. Greg. Uh, yeah. So Flower and Garden, Disney put out a Flower and Garden teaser. If you haven't seen it, please go look it up. But also don't do that at night. Maybe like don't look at it before you go to bed because <laughs> they have this like, I don't know, with the music and everything. And then they show the like Elsa topiary like moving mm. I don't it's 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 clearly like this weird mask thing that they created to make it look all like she's a plant but it is creepy like I I immediately saw people posting and I was like yeah this is very scary like don't <laughs> let your children watch this they have a history of this and I don't remember last year but for sure the year before that and the year before that they had the Mickey and Minnie topiary come to life and they'll, they'll do the thing where like uh Belle and Beast are dancing, right? Like they're doing a little mm-hmm. ballroom dance. And then the Mickey and the Minnie came alive. And it was creepy then. They decided to double down and make an yeah. even creepier they're Elsa. They're like, zoom in on her eyes. Yeah. The thing is, is her, like her, the eyes, their eyes don't move, right? That's what's yes. creepy about it. I'm like, if they just even put in like a little blink or something, it yes. wouldn't be creepy. But it's because their eyes are, it looks like you bought Dead. a cheap mask yes. at like some knockoff store to dress up for that person as Halloween. <laughs> and it is creepy. And so then, um, in true fashion, I was like, well, let's keep the creepy going because stay tuned for my history this week. We've got okay. some sound clips. It's very creepy. <laughs> All the nightmare fuel today. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome, everybody. Um, and, like, the, the Elsa topiary at Flower and Garden, like, always looks so good. Like, the Anna yeah. and Elsa right there where she like, has a I little Like, I was like, that doesn't, and... even, that doesn't even look like the one that they put out. It just yes. looks like this creepy, I don't know. So I got to do some park stuff over the past yeah. couple of days that I want to talk about. Of course, our big topic today. Oh, we have a new series starting mm-hmm. today. Our, <laughs> our Disney locals must do where we'll have on some uh, Disney locals and they'll be able to tell us and you all uh, what are their must do's that like they, they still consider a must do. They're here all the time. You hear yeah. them from me all the time, but now we'll get a couple of different voices in there. Um what they still consider to be a must-do. And I like to think that we're pretty broad in our request. So it could be an attraction, a restaurant, like a specific snack, or even just a place to hang out. Whatever they consider a a must-do, that's what we're going to be talking about today and then uh, going forward with this series. So if there's someone you follow who is a Disney local that you want to hear from, Mm -hmm. let us know. But I do have a a small little mental list going of who I want to invite on. And um, side note, I always invite... More than what you hear. Some people just say no. But I'll ask. I will always ask. I will commit to asking. The worst they can say is no. And then I go cry. And then we move on. Okay. But But at least we've asked. We did ask. I can say that. And I like to think of this series as like, hey, someone else has done all the research for you. And they're giving you their must-dos. Yes. You know, because it's expensive to do Disney research if you think about it. Yes. Uh, So I'm all about listening to what's actually good and what's not. Yeah. So um, I spent some time in Hollywood Studios the other day, and you may have noticed that we did a little dinner, and then we went on Mickey mm-hmm. Minnie's Runaway Railway. Now, this was a true Disney local moment, because it was midday on that day on Wednesday, when Nicole was like, do you want to go to a park tonight? And I was like, what? Yes? Um, and that's it. We didn't plan it ahead of time. We just, I finished my work day, and uh, Nicole happened to be off, and then we just hopped in the car. I was working from home that day. And uh, we hopped in the car, and then boom, before you know it, we're walking around Hollywood Studios waiting to get some dinner, and it was the best. Yeah, did you have to just hop on and get a quick reservation? Yeah, so the same thing. We still have to get a park pass reservation, and um, these days, unlike the kind of early days, it's it's easy to get a same day. You know, it Mm -hmm. might not always be the case on, like, opening days of festivals or um, certain weekends if they're holiday weekends and stuff. Obviously, during Christmas, and, like, that's a different story, but these days... 
Um, it was not a problem. Um, but we had dinner over at the ABC commissary, which is becoming one of my new favorite spots over there. It's not new, which is that they've, they've changed the menu quite a bit. And, um, their California chicken sandwich I got, I thought was really good. It's the chicken, uh, bacon, cheese, and avocado ranch dressing. I want to say. Is there any more fats bun. on that sandwich? Yeah, well, chicken, you know. bacon, cheese, and Ooh. ranch, and Ooh. avocado. So good. <laughs> all that, well, all the fats in one. Well, don't sandwich. forget, I skipped the fries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Because You're hashtag so health. That's and, right. And uh, I got a dessert instead, which you you may remember because I posted it, and uh, it's cool. So I haven't really I realized I haven't gotten a lot of fiftieth anniversary specific desserts since the fiftieth. There's some good ones out there that I'm like, yeah. oh, I want to try that because most of the time I'm like, eh, it's a cupcake. Remember they did the cupcake series? I was like, yes. eh, it's a cupcake, whatever. But some of these um, have looked really good and have gotten really good reviews. And they're and they're different, right? Because they have cupcakes at some of these places, but a lot of times it's just a vanilla cupcake, vanilla buttercream, but it yeah. looks nicer because they have like a fiftieth wrapper on it. But Maybe it's still crisp, it's the same crispy pearl or two. Exactly, yeah. It's the same flavor profile. But um, this was a the um, Disney's Hollywood Studios 50th anniversary celebration sandwich cookie. Ask for it by name. It is a pretzel <laughs> shortbread cookie, strawberry jam, peanut butter, chocolate fudge. Okay. Which when you when I heard I'm tracking, that, I'm tracking. Yeah, I was like, okay, what's that gonna look like? Because to be honest, I didn't really see a photo of it until. You're like, like oh, it's like a I peanut butter. It. Oh, but it's fudge. Oh, yeah. So interesting. Um, if you saw the picture when I posted it that night on our Instagram at that Parkway podcast, uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty long, right? Fun. Like it was, I don't know, maybe like six inches or so long. And it's got like um, four images on it. One was the, the 50th logo, like the five zero. And then it had the Earful Tower, the Fantasia Mickey hat and Tower of Terror. So like all of the icons of the park. Over the right. years now, Hollywood Studios has only been around for 31 or two years, whatever it is now. Um, so not quite the 50, but still they put like the history of the logos on it. Yeah, and throwback. this was, this was pretty good. Um, I think I have it on here. Did I like it? I don't know. I think I liked it. I <laughs> you think still I haven't decided. It. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't, what did it taste I like? don't think I'd get it again. I, so the pretzel shortbread cookie was the same as the, that reindeer, um, one that yeah. you remember that, that, yeah. so I was like, okay, you, you Which had I, me that on, was, on pretzel that was shortbread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then. It was so like think of like the um the pretzel shortbread cookie as like the size of a chocolate bar basically. Okay. And it, the perimeter of it had uh, strawberry jam around it. Yeah, I think and it's then the, the jam that I'm like, okay. It was okay. And then the middle part get... had uh, a chocolatey fudge, which they say was peanut butter chocolate, but it just tastes I I didn't really it taste any peanut butter in it. Maybe I got a bad one. And then the thing on top I think was like. I actually don't know what it was. It might have been a white chocolate, but it was, it was thin. It, I didn't really have a lot of taste, but okay. it was peanut butter colored. Anyway, um, I don't think I'd necessarily get it again. I think that if someone else got it, I would ask to have a few bites of it, and that would be enough for me. Yeah. Now, someone responded to our story who said this is the best hands-down snack oh. um, currently going on at Disney, which is a, a bold statement. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I would say if the if the ingredients as I read them or the components as I read them uh, pique your interest, I would say then try it out. Yeah. I was just, maybe it's, I wanted more peanut butter because it was called the the peanut butter. Yeah, you definitely want to taste peanut butter when it's in there. And I don't know, it just, it sounds like maybe the shortbread was overpowering some of the other things. I don't know. Like maybe it was, just, it was too salty or something. I don't know. It was, I think the shortbread cookie was the was maybe the best part of it for me. I wanted okay. just, I wanted whatever the peanut butter content was, I wanted them to like triple it. You and wanted I would have been good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also did Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. The wait time was, I think, 60 or 45 or 60 minutes, maybe more. I don't remember. 
So um, we decided to do an individual lightning lane for it. Oh. Um, I don't know why. I should probably stop spending money. You're just but like, you know, rolling in that dump. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> well, I, it was kind of a petty You were like, we just amount. got back from Disneyland. We can afford this. No, stop it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So um, I, did, I truly didn't think they would have any left because I just was under the assumption that the individual lightning lanes sell out pretty quickly. So not G- Genie Plus, but the ones, mm. the two attractions here would be Rise and Mickey and Minnie's. And it was maybe an hour before a close and they, they were still available, maybe an hour and a half before close. Um, we're kind of spoiled in the sense that in the early days of reopening from the pandemic, we were, we were getting on that ride almost every time we went with a 20-minute or less wait. Because at the end of the day, this is back like in the early days when the park closed at 7, um, and it was lightly attended, let's say, we, we would like basically walk on to Mickey and Minnie's, which is wild. Right. So we haven't been on it since, I want. We, we were trying to think, it was either June or July of wow. maybe early July last year. Incidentally, Nicole got covid Right. That like after that trip, we're not sure it was from that visit, but like we don't know. Yeah. That was right when they dropped the indoor mask rule policy. Yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, we haven't been on that ride since July, and we were like, "Gosh, it's it was a beautiful night." And as much as we would have probably waited in line, I was like, "I really don't want. I don't feel like waiting in line. I'd rather go do this and then go continue to walk around and like pick up this really nice weather vibe outside mm-hmm. at Hollywood Studios." So it was eight dollars per person. Oh. Okay, so that's not terrible. I was like, all right, that's like not the worst. Um, I didn't really spend any money on anything else besides dinner. Like we weren't, we were looking to do shopping, but we we're not getting anything. I was like, well, I'm gonna shop. I'm gonna quote shop this way, mm-hmm. and use money that would have gotten a pin that I don't need, and just went on a ride that I love so much. So that's how I justified it in my own brain. Who knows? You do you, boo. Yes. Um, also, I forgot to mention last week that um, I had the pleasure of running into the mouselet. So obviously, like, mm-hmm. we chat back and forth, but it's nice to actually see them in person. And if you saw in our story, I, quote, ambushed them. I knew where they were. But yeah. um, I just had my video <laughs> recording when I walked up to them. And um, if you haven't seen it, they did post onto their YouTube channel how Mouselet 2 surprised Mouselet 1 with a fireworks mm-hmm. cruise. And if you've never seen a fireworks cruise before and you're kind of curious about it, go check out their video because it, they give you a little glimpse as to what that's like. And if you've seen their TikToks and Instagram, they talk a little bit about how much it costs and that and that stuff. So mm-hmm. it was pretty cool, and I'm I'm a little yeah. jealous. But and they cool. share reasons like why that one's better than other ones. Yes, that kind of things. And um, I now refer to them as Massa One and Massa Two because <laughs> they talk so fast on their Instagram. So when they're doing the um, the captions. The caption thing, it always says Massa 1, Massa 2. So I was like, <laughs> Massa 1. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they look like it looks like they had a really good trip. They've got, um, you know, again, there you go. They're doing some research for you guys out there. They're telling you what's worth it and what's not. Yeah. So head over there. Um, and just as I ambushed the mouselets, um, I got a message from someone who said they saw us while we were at the Grand Californian and they and they said they they saw us and I don't know maybe they didn't feel comfortable saying hi but you can feel free to say hi yeah. maybe don't ambush me with like your Greg video loves on like that. A, well like I did with the mouselets but you know you could feel free to say hi if you see me I'm, also, I promise and, I mean and if you have a snack or something he's, he's definitely not going to say no so could you imagine people presenting food to me They're when like, they I walk got up you to a me. cupcake you would be like <sighs> you're my new best friend yeah you'd be stuck with me for the whole day <laughs> I got you a peanut butter pie <gasps> <laughs> I mean, that's like proposing right there, you know? Yes. You can never go wrong with that. So we mentioned earlier in the episode, only mere moments ago, um, introducing a new segment yeah. with today's episode are Disney Locals Must Do's. 
which when typed out always looks funny. It looks like there should be an apostrophe, but you don't put an apostrophe Dues. when you're pluralizing words. No, nope. anyway. Dues, yes. <laughs> so with that, we welcome Kristen. Welcome, Kristen. Kristen. Walking Hello, right you... down the middle of Main Street, USA. <laughs> I can't see your name and not like sing it. Sorry. It's just, yes. just all I think of. But I was like, when I saw your um, Instagram handle, I was like, oh, that is actually like really, that that was a good one. That is a good one. Yes. You know, I didn't even come up with it. I was like, I was just, I just had my regular name, Kristen, like on my TikTok for a while. And then I was on live one day and I was trying to get like the people on my live, like to think of a name for myself. Yeah. And people were like sending me a bunch of stuff. And then someone sent me right down Main Street. And I was like, You're wait, like, yeah. that's actually perfect because my last name is right. So yeah. like I was yes. trying to think of something that played with that and it was perfect. Love it. Good. Yeah. Yes. So you can follow Kristen on Instagram at right down Main Street. And that's W with the yeah. right. Just want to make sure everyone yeah. follows you. And we'll put your information in our show notes as well. But anyway... We're here to talk about some must-dos at Disney, and what we're asking of our guests is to bring a list of five things that they consider a must-do. Mm-hmm. So, Kristen, do you have your list? I have my list already. Yes. To go. Okay. Let's. I think we should just like jump right into yeah, it. Yeah. Like, think let's about? just. Okay. Give us your first, then, in your top five uh, must-dos. My first thing. This honestly might be number one, though, is La Cava de Tequila. Oh, and yeah. specifically sitting inside La Cava. Okay. Like when I would come not as a local and stuff, I would always be on the go, like wanting to get every country, drink in every country, having to go quick. But now since living here, there's just something that like hits different about sitting inside La Cava, drinking a margarita, ordering chips, guac and queso, which is all really good, by the way. Mm. And just like hanging out with your friends. It's like so great just being able to relax and drink and eat. Yeah. And who doesn't love chips and guac? I mean, come on, some queso. I was going to say, I feel like we could form a band instead of earth, wind and fire it would be cheese, guac and chips. Like I chip, totally chip guac, that. queso, chip guac. Yeah. Or that, yeah. Same thing. I would now, do and that. That, I'm so, sorry. Remind me, La Cava is in for the people who don't know. Mexico. Yeah. The Mexico Pavilion, the uh, tequila bar inside of the Mexico Pavilion. So there's the one outside where you could get the right. margaritas. Which and then I there's love. the one inside where, in my opinion, they have the better margaritas and all the good chips and guac and queso. Yeah. Interesting. And that's yeah, where that's they they, um, they always do the samples of tequila in there, correct? Yes, they okay. do. They, have a, they, have a, they actually have like a tequila tasting thing, which I'm hoping to do really soon, where yeah. you can sample a bunch of different tequilas and, um, yeah. You know, like get drunk for free. It's great. And then go get you some chips. <laughs> well, and it's not free. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it. It's probably not free. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice, though. Imagine. I know. Oh, my gosh. Well, we'd laugh because there's a um, in Tennessee, there's Old Smoky, I think, is the distillery. Yes, I've been there before. Yeah, like those samples are free. And so yes. we were, I was laughing because we went and we're watching like all these like college age kids. And because it's a four sided like tiki bar thing mm-hmm. where they do them and they're not paying attention. And so all these kids are just going to the different sides. It was like, oh yeah, we tried them on. Now we're gonna go to this other side. I'm like, yeah, you're basically just getting drunk for free. Like, but then they get so, you because they're all so good, so you have to buy. I know, something. I know. Yeah, they're like, they're like, we know you're gonna get drunk and then you're gonna buy something. So yeah, you fine. have to. It's you fine. Can't walk out of there and not buy moonshine. What is the um? I I guess I always thought that the tasting was free. Do we know what that costs to do the tequila tasting? I do know because I've looked into it because I'm gonna do it soon. I do know. Okay. I think you get like six tequila samples, like shots. Okay. They tell you all the history and then you get like a top shelf margarita also oh my gosh ah, so okay. like you're gonna so, get drunk <laughs> i'm not exactly sure the price i would be hammered that's what you get. Yeah. yeah and from what my friends have said you kind of do it all in like an hour 
Yeah. So six tequila oh, shots in that's an hour. A power so hour. don't try yeah. to do anything after that, basically. Yeah. But what a oh way to gosh. start in the world yeah, show. Power hour. That just brought <laughs> no, back some Beth, college. Memories. I think you've got it. I think you've got it all wrong. I think you should do this. <laughs> do that um, first thing in the morning. And then go right on mission space, like the hard oh, version yeah. of mission space. Just you know what? Live live your life. When Guardians opens, like that Ooh. should be the first thing you do, you know? Yeah, this way you can throw up backwards. You know what that's how it's <laughs> intended. There you go. <laughs> that? I don't know, it might just stick to you. Whatever. <laughs> this is really gross. Yeah. Lacava's the place to be. Do you have a like specific flavor that you like? So I've made a video about this before, um, but I really like, it sounds super weird, the tomato margarita. I'm not a big fan of tomatoes, but it's like, I wouldn't even say it's frozen because it's like frothy. It's not totally Mm -hmm. frozen and it has watermelon in it. And it it more so tastes like like a frothy watermelon margarita. Interesting. So I always either get that one or I get the cucumber margarita and I change the rim to a hibiscus salt rim because the oh. hibiscus salt is like an absolute game changer when you're ordering okay. your margaritas. It's so good. Pro tip there. Pro tip. Hibiscus um, salt, everyone. was doing a little bit of research just now as we're chatting here, and there mm-hmm. is the La Cava experience. And I don't know okay. if this is exactly what you were talking about. This sounds more high end. So this is according to the official description of Disney. Explore the spirits of La Cava del Tokia. <laughs> Ooh, say that again. But say reading that again. is fundamental. I'll say that again. Explore the spirits of La Cava del Tequila. Embark on a magical journey to the region of Mexico where tequila was born. This experience, rich in culture and tradition, is a showcase for some of the finest tequila in the world. A certified tequila ambassador guides you through a selection of rare and unique agave spirits. Each spirit is paired with a flavor meant to enhance its essence. Some tequilas are exclusive to the La Cava experience and are not available anywhere else in the world. Is this sounding I'm, familiar? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's yeah. it. Uh-huh. That Do you want to know like how much it is? It's a couple hundred. It's expensive. The cost of this experience is $150 per person okay. plus tax and service charge. So well, it sounds like quite an experience, though. But yeah. I honestly don't think it's that bad because you're getting like six shots of tequila, a top shelf margarita, which is already right. like 20 bucks. Plus, like, they have the uh, Are they giving you there, food? Like, teaching you all about it, pairing. Yes, and you get chips and, like, It says right here, okay. yeah. Uh, okay. The experience like... includes chips and guacamole, but it does not include a full meal. Well, you can make a okay. full meal. Yeah, you can make a lot of chips and guacamole. Yeah. I can, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, I would. I'd be like, no, more, more. Yeah. More, please. Especially if it's unlimited refills on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we talked about how um, I had, like, an experience where, like, the first time I had a margarita over there. It was when um, they didn't have the stand yet. You still had to go across um, outside yeah. to get the margaritas. And I yeah. like we had a dinner reservation, but I was like, we need to go eat right now because I like just <laughs> had the margarita. And I was like, I am drunk, like just because you're walking around all day, you're burning calories. And so and I'm such a lightweight. So I was like, they definitely do not skimp on the poor there. Yeah, for real. The margaritas in La Cava and anywhere in, Me- in the Mexico Pavilion, they're always super strong. So it's a really great place to start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like that first sip real hit it hits you real hard. Yeah. You're like, okay, maybe we should mix this a little bit more, but definitely super good. <clears throat> All, All right, right good. So one on your list, La Cava del Tequila. Why can't I why can't I say that? Tequila? First on your list is La Cava. What's next on your list? <laughs> Have you had tequila things? today? Are you sure you're okay? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds like it, right? All right. So number two is Tomorrowland. I okay. can't pinpoint one certain thing, but Tomorrowland okay. in general is a must do for me. Um, like as a local, you 
you appreciate the attractions that have a rich history and also have short wait times. And I feel like there's plenty of that in Tomorrowland. Mm -hmm. So that's always like my first stop of if I'm going to Magic Kingdom, I have to go to Tomorrowland. I'm doing Carousel of Progress, which is my favorite attraction of all time. Mm -hmm. People Mover and The Laugh Floor. I love all three of them. And like I said, you don't really wait that long for any of them. It's like we're there right now. Doesn't that feel nice? Doesn't that feel soothing, everybody? (laughs) And that's the other thing, too. The background music is the best in all of Disney. Yeah, Greg is all about some ambiance music, so (laughs) he will throw it out there. Um, I, I agree with you. I feel like no matter what, I'm usually finding myself in Tomorrowland. And I also like the way it is at night with all of like the different kind of like neon looking lights, mm-hmm. the way that it's lit up at night. And the, the people over line have noticed, obviously it's gained popularity quite a bit, right? Mm-hmm. And because for a while they weren't even posting the wait time on the app, like in my Disney experience, it wasn't even showing up. But now it's to the point where like they have to because it has more than a five minute wait. But um, even when it's posted at like a 10 or 15 or 20 or 25, I find that it isn't really what it is. It's not the line moves You're moving the whole time. Yeah. For yeah. The most and, part, yeah. And there's no lightning lane there. So you are yeah. literally just, and the lane, the ride is cr- constantly moving. So it's literally just you walking through the amount of like the queue. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But yeah, and, I love um, it always frustrates me that there's not a sign because I always forget. I'm like, where is the sign that says the wait time? And I'm like, I keep forgetting this one doesn't have one. Yes. Like you have to look on the app. Yeah. But it gets me like every time I'm like, oh, crap, I forgot. They don't have that on there. I have to look it up. Let me see what it says. Anyways. Yeah. So um, so people like to give me a hard time, Kristen, because I like to eat at Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe and um, big fan of Sunny Eclipse, but I tend to get the the cheeseburger there a lot. And you know, I, like I I'm very well aware it's not a gourmet cheeseburger. Okay, it's it's a quick service mm-hmm. burger. But like we call that in our house the reset meal. It's like an indulgence. It's a comfort food thing. It's the burger and fry situation. But um, since you're a fan of Tomorrowland, is that where you eat in Tomorrowland, or do you do the fake Tomorrowland Terrace, which is shouldn't even exist, or something mm-hmm. else? So. I'm not going to reveal because this is another thing on my list, but I do enjoy eating at Cosmic Rays. Um, I'm not sure if you have seen, but I actually dressed up as Sunny Eclipse for Halloween. What? How did you miss that? Yeah. My friend Angela, who's in the Kingdom Crew also, her mom is really good at like making costumes and stuff. So she made me like like, an exact replica of of Sunny's jacket. My whole face was green. I had like the ears. My ears? hair was um, orange. Oh my gosh, like stop it was. It. I'm looking. It was the perfect costume. But I do love Sunny Eclipse, and I really love eating at Cosmic Rays. Although, like you said, the food is like nothing special at all. Yeah, yeah, and it's not about the food. Tend to eat there quite often. Which Halloween was this? Was this the most this recent past Halloween? One, yeah. Oh, I see uh. it. Yeah, I see it. Oh my gosh! Stop yeah, it. and then my friends Angela and you and have Sean a little keyboard. Yeah, yeah, keyboard? I even had a keyboard. Everything. This we're gonna be awesome. we're gonna be posting that photo so everyone can yeah. see because it's I think... like right before the it's right before like oh the my god stuff. I'm looking right at it that is quite the jacket that you've got on the bow tie the, the eyebrows the ears yep oh my goodness I'm, I'm really digging your commitment I love yeah I love a good commitment are those your costume. space angels yes that's yeah. Angela and Sean as the space angels oh my god amazing <laughs> that is amazing um and you said your favorite attraction in Tomorrowland is Carousel of Progress. I also love ex- Space Mountain that. too, but like not a must do for me because I would never wait mm. more than 30 minutes for a ride. So okay. yeah, I'm with you there. there you All go. right. What's next on your list? Next and another bar 
but Baseline Tap House in Hollywood ah, Studios. Okay. okay. Baseline is like one of my favorite places to hang. Probably, yeah, one of my favorite places to hang in all the parks. And again, I love a good sit-down bar since I am now a local. I love getting a beer and just eating a charcuterie board, which is also amazing there. Mm-hmm. And a great value, too. But just hanging out there, like, the, the music there is great. And it's just such a good vibe at Baseline, I feel. Uh, have you ever been to Baseline, Greg? No. Well, here's the thing. We've been to Baseline <laughs> Tap House, but never to eat or drink. We just, like, like the music. And I was trying to find a clip of it real quick because we, we joke around that it's baby-making music. Because, like, <laughs> it's got a little bit of, like, like soul and rhythm like, to yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely, like, a, a smooth sound. Um, and then we laugh every time. Popular songs and yes, really that's the cool part. And um, we talked about the baseline tap house in a previous episode on part of our why do they call it that? Mm-hmm. And we explained why it's called what it is. And you may know it used to be called the writer's stop mm-hmm. before. And we were just there the other day, and we found where they actually have a nod to the writer's stop. Yeah, like there are actual cool. letters that spell mm-hmm. out writer's stop up yeah. on the wall. And uh, we had just seen that for the first time. So, yes, technically we've been there, but we've never actually consumed anything. Although, like, we've seen stuff come by and it looks good, like the drinks and the little small plate stuff they have. You have to go. The charcuterie and the pretzel are phenomenal. The pretzel comes okay. with, like, a beer cheese and a nice uh, mm. and a mustard. And the pretzel is, like, a big, nice pretzel. It's not, like, your regular dry Mickey pretzel. It's really yeah. good. And then the charcuterie board is excellent. Like, I have to get it every time. It's, like, $10.00. And you get a ton of stuff on there. Like, it's a full meal. Like, if I go to Hollywood oh, Studios I've, and I'm hungry and I need lunch or something, that's usually what I get for lunch. Hmm. And they have okay. a really good beer selection as well. But if you don't like that's beer, good. they don't have uh, too many, like, drink other drink options. Yeah. But the beer is really good if you like beer. That's good to know about the charcuterie because I'm always leery to order it in restaurants and stuff because I feel like you get it and they're like, it's $15 and you get, like, two nuts and, like, three <laughs> pieces of cheese. And it's like, that's it? Like, well, come on. At Disney, too, like, Disney charcuterie boards are so expensive at every restaurant yeah. and so little food. So, this is definitely one where it's a beyond like reasonable price. Like, I'd pay okay. like $10 for this size board, like, outside of Disney is a good, like, is mm-hmm. yeah. too. So, yeah. the fact cool. that it's in Disney is even better. I found some music that they play at Baseline Tap House to, to set a little mood and, and have you kind of figure out what we're talking about. Okay. I'll be coming for your love, okay? So just like you were saying, some real Take music. It makes me want a charcuterie board and a golden yeah. state cerveza that I get there. There you go. <laughs> get those vibes. I'm all, I mean, I'm just hungry, so. Oh, goodness. Okay, maybe I'll finally check it out, Kristen, and I'll get something to eat. Know. Yeah. <laughs> all right, what's number four? Number four is another one of my favorite attractions of all time, Living with the Land. Oh. Oh, okay. Greg lives there, according to his nieces. <laughs> I used to work there during my college program, so it has a okay. special place in my heart. Um, I loved it before I did my college program there. Like, I was the one in my family who I always, like, when my mom would be like, let's just go ride soar, and I was like, you mean we're not riding Living with the Land too? Like, what? We have yeah. to. So I was always the one that, like, made us ride it every vacation. Like, I, I don't know what it is. It's yeah, just what so do you relaxing. love about it? Yeah. It's so great. I love seeing, like, the greenhouses. And after working there, my, my love for it grew even more. And... Again, it's one of those rides that doesn't ever have a long wait time. So it's something that you can always do, which is really nice. 
Yeah. Another good thing. I love it too when you when you're on there. It's funny cuz it's just one of those like, you know, it's relaxing and stuff. But when someone's like in there and they're like picking fruits or veggies or something, you're like, oh, "There's a person." Like there's a live person in there. It's like you know, it's, I mean, they're like, yeah, I'm just doing research, whatever. But you're like, oh, someone's here this time. Like, it's so exciting on the ride when you see people that are doing research and stuff. I was getting really like excited. I'm people like, people in the, the fish part when they have mm. like the end fish part where like the um, lab is right there yes. and they have a fish under the plants. And there's like someone with the boots on or the pants on, like walking around in there fixing yeah. stuff. I like when there's people in there too. Yeah. Love it. Um, they do they do some stuff throughout the year, right? So it's not the same old living with the land. Um, as you may know, they do some decorations for like the holidays in December where they put the lights up and stuff. But even still, they have like themed plant life stuff. They'll grow pumpkins in the shape of Mickey. Or they have like kind of, I don't want to say topiary because it's like an actual real life growing thing. But right. they'll put a lot of things in the shape of Mickey, like the heads of lettuce and stuff on like that big bed of lettuce stuff. That's yeah. a technical <laughs> term. Um, they're in the in the shape of, of Mickey and stuff. So there's some there's some things to look at. Um, not on that list is getting off of the boat and uh, grabbing cucumbers, but um, it is very relaxing. And if it's been a while since you've been on Living with the Land, with oxygen, oh, food, medicines, and other elements essential to our lives. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're driving and you're falling asleep. Right now. But now you need to get a ride. Yeah, listen to that. That's water. Um, narrated by what I call fake that- Matthew Broderick. That's what you really need to do after the tequila tasting is go do that. Mm. You might fall asleep on it, but. I would be having a great time. <laughs> there, or that, or you're having a great time. You're like, yeah, cucumbers. <laughs> Woo! But like yeah, I love girl. the little overlays that they have. Like for Christmas, I mean, the lights, best attraction overlay ever, in my opinion. It looks absolutely really? beautiful in those greenhouses. Okay. And then I love during the festivals how they have like the they'll put the little things to what they're what dish in the festival they have that in yeah oh yes yeah so it is it's one of those things where you can ride it multiple times and you'll get you can get different experiences from it because i know some people are like so lame like you shut your mouth and get on the boat (laughs) i think that's the point right i think the point of it is that it's not like this big flashy attraction it's it's meant to be a more more of a learning experience a window Mm -hmm. into farm life and um or all the different like you know plants and stuff so like yeah. that's that's why i do it that and i've convinced my nieces that's that my house that's where <laughs> i live there i i know i've talked about this before but they think they're getting to the age where they they're realizing that it's not a real house yeah um but for a while we would go by like it was fun while is that your house? <laughs> sure it is and i have a dog so like i would joke that the dog on the on the porch is like oh that's our dog reba there's reba but, oh hi reba how come she's not parking we, she's really quiet She's yeah. just really, we've trained her really well. Mm-hmm. She's just sit right there. <laughs> All right. So your last item on your top five must-dos in Disney World is what? Drum roll, Casey's Corner. Oh, oh there we go. That's what I was going to say when you were talking about Cosmic Rays. Ah, okay. I usually, oh, okay. but when I don't yeah. eat at Casey's, it's usually Cosmics. Um, but I know Casey's yeah. isn't like the best food like, I don't think it's the best food. But I mean, just something... I feel like there's not a lot of places in Disney that's like, this is the best food. It's just like, it's more nostalgia. Like, combination you, of things. Yeah, it's a combination of all the things. Yeah, and like the fact that you're eating it in Disney. Like, when you're mm-hmm. eating a food in Disney, it tastes better than it does outside of Disney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, just eating a hot dog or corn dog nuggets and, like, sitting on the hub. Like, yeah. I don't know Vibes. if there's anything better than that. Yeah, what's your go-to meal there? 
corn dog nuggets with a side of cheese sauce. Okay. And you have to I dip the, the corn, corn dog nuggets in the cheese sauce as well, okay. of course. The, the uh, what do we call it? Plastic cheese? Yeah, plastic <laughs> yeah. cheese. The plastic cheese. You it's get a so soda? What, what do you get to drink there? You get a soda? I usually... <laughs> I usually just get a cup of water. I'm yeah. Bit, I'm too cheap to buy I know. a four dollar soda. I know. So I get it. It's usually two cups of water for me. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I yeah. go to Starbucks and get something else and then bring it over. That's the ultimate meal there. A Starbucks drink and corn dog nuggets on the hub. I was just gonna ask, yeah, do you normally wind up at the hub or is it that you it depends on time of day, right? Because if you situate situate yourself a certain way at night. You can like eat and then kind of hang out and then watch the fireworks and having your own seat if you're up against like the railing in that seating area for Casey's. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a good spot to watch the fireworks. I used to do that a lot during my college program. I don't really do it anymore because I don't care to watch Enchantment at all, really. (gasps) Yeah. Um, (laughs) You're not alone. Yeah, you're not alone. It's fine. (laughs) But yeah, I used to do that a lot. We used to get like dinner and then scope out a table by the railing there, mm-hmm. um, eat our corn dog nuggets and watch happily ever after. But if it, I usually do sit on the hub grass as long as it's not like really hot out, then I'll okay. sit there. If it's a nice day, I'm usually always there. But so then if it's yeah. two months hot, out of the year, <laughs> yeah, gotta go right. under the umbrellas sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Sit, we gotta sit with the ducks. <laughs> yeah. I get so mad when people feed the ducks. I'm always like, don't feed the ducks. Like, leave them alone. I've talked to to some cast members before, too, because the birds, like, actually get deformities and stuff from people feeding them human food. And I'm like, yeah. And then I see people doing it. I'm like, no. PSA, everyone. Don't feed the ducks. Yeah, don't feed any animal. The squirrels, too. People like to feed the squirrels. They think it's, like, the funniest thing, too. I'm like, it's not funny because then they, like, they, that's, that's where they get their food from. Like, they, like, expect it and it's, blah. So, what did you do when Casey's was closed for, like, that long stint? What was your... I cried. No. Yeah, I know. You probably did cry, <laughs> just but. just didn't eat. <laughs> I refused. But they did have the corn dog nuggets before Casey's opened at Pecos. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, cool. So I'd either get them for there, from there or go to like Cosmics. Yeah. yeah. Did you but ever that, do... that was a very sad time for me. Yeah. Did you ever do like the monthly offerings when they were doing like the different ones that they were like offering? The hot dog of the month? Yeah, the, oh, hot, the hot dog, dog of, the of the day, depending. Yeah. See, Did you ever do this? I'm very basic. I don't really like yeah. that many things on my hot dogs. I like a plain yeah. hot dog with like sauerkraut and mustard. Yeah. So I get it. I don't like a bunch of stuff. I'm also, I don't know if you know this, I'm, I despise mayo. So okay. a lot of those specialty okay. hot dogs had like yeah. some type of slaw or sauce that involved mayo. So I wouldn't eat it. So that's yeah. another reason. But I did try the 50th celebration um, strawberry funnel cake hot dog. I oh, got yeah. it at 8 a.m. on October 1st, and <laughs> there you I go. love it. <laughs> She's like, and shut up, everyone. I don't care what you say. Uh, there's a curious question, Greg. So what are what are your go-to hot dog toppings? Let's talk about this. We've never shared this before. I typically don't really eat hot dogs. I know, but, but like I growing do, up, we all had hot dogs. Come on. Like, if, what was your go-to? If I do, it would be plain. Literally hot dog Nothing. and bun, and that's it. Okay. So I used to eat it with ketchup like a little bit, but now I would I would not do that. Mine is just ketchup and onions. That's what I like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ketchup and You're onions. You're a New Yorker, though. No mustard and sauerkraut? I've disappointed my family and fellow New Yorkers for years. Yeah, that doesn't years. mean anything. I don't watch any sports. What are the Yankees? Don't worry. Like, it's, it's not just hot dog What's related. a hot dog? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, like grow so Chris and growing up is that what you would have like you'd get a hot dog with sauerkraut and mustard I when we'd make them at home I never really went out for hot dogs that much my, yeah my grandma's a big fan of hot dogs and that's how she eats hers so that's how I always ate mine but that's like a good I opening question hi I'm Beth what's your hot dog <laughs> topping <laughs> 
Oh, uh, can we put you in the hot seat, Kristen? Yes. We, we do our, our Fast Pass Facts segment. Are you ready? Fast Pass Facts, because they're fast. Yes, no pressure. Right. These are meant to be answered quickly without thought. So just whatever comes to mind um, when we present these questions to you. So, Beth, you want to go first? I'll go first. Favorite Disney character? Sully. Sully, okay. I don't think anyone's ever said that. I'm really impressed. Okay. Yeah, no. Your favorite Disney resort? Yacht and Beach Club. Yacht Club specifically. Okay. Uh, Your favorite place to zen out at Disney? Baseline. Okay. That's a good one. Should have seen that one coming. I know. (laughs) Your favorite mode of Disney transportation? Probably monorail. Okay. Wishes or happily ever after? Happily ever after. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I agree with you on that one. She Bethany didn't it. even finish, finish I know, the know. She's like, shut up. I already have my answer. <laughs> um, name a ride you'd like to see refurbished or reimagined. Oh, God. I don't know. That's a tough one. A rock and roller coaster, I guess. Okay, fair. Okay. What is your favorite Disney movie? Frozen 2. Oh, I thought you were going to say like Monsters Inc. If Sully's your favorite, so there Monsters you go. Inc. is number two, but Frozen Two is Frozen definitely two. number okay. one. Oh, you like hearing that? Okay. Yes. Um, speaking of Yacht Club and Frozen Two, Kristen, my feelings about Frozen Two are skewed because I happened to win a contest where Disney gave me a free two night stay at the Yacht Club, followed by free tickets to Frozen Two. So yeah. I was like, I had quite the experience. So I love <laughs> Frozen Two. Frozen Two. That was a magic backstage opportunity. Oh, that's awesome. Um, all right. Uh, your favorite Epcot festival? Festival of the Arts. Oh, farts. Farts. Yes. Big fan. <laughs> All right. Uh, popcorn or Mickey pretzel if you had to choose? Popcorn. True. All right, Greg, you got one more? I'll, I'll keep us in Epcot. Maelstrom or Frozen Ever After? I don't remember the Maelstrom. Like, I remember, I did go on it a couple times as a kid, but I don't remember it enough to have, like, really liked it so i'd just say frozen ever after okay fair enough all right last one here halloween party or christmas party halloween party the parade and the stage show are far superior for halloween there you go Mm. you heard it here first folks you heard it here well kristen (laughs) thanks for hanging out and doing our very first disney locals must do uh top five we appreciate it we'll put your information in our show notes so everyone can follow you on instagram and tiktok and you've been doing a bunch of cool stuff. Um, I just I just remembered that you saw a Yeehaw Bob performance over at Port Orleans Riverside. And um, I will admit to you that I've only partially seen Yeehaw Bob, and it was once during, during the Christmas. So if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, um, head over to uh, Instagram and or TikTok to see that because it was, it was a fun time, right? That's what I want to hear. It was, it was fun. It was such a good time. You definitely good. have to go if you have never. It was my first time going too. And oh, okay. my friends had a blast. Yes. We'll add it to the list. They're, they're forever growing. It's weird. Like we've been doing this podcast now for years and we talk about stuff and we do stuff and the list of things to do just never seems to end. And, yeah. and getting a, a true Yeehaw Bob performance in there still is somehow on the list. That's the best thing about Disney. There is always something brand new for you to do or see, and it will yes. never get old because there is so much new things happen. So many new things happen. Yeah. yeah. Love it. <sighs> the list never ends. All right. Thanks, Kristen. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. All right. Let's get into some news nugs. Uh, I've got one thing, and I know you got a couple things going, so... 
Uh, we're going to talk about Black History Month because if, if you don't know, February is Black History Month. And so Walt Disney World and Disneyland are having some offerings for that. So we wanted to let you know. Uh, number one at Disney Springs, the Motown favorites return. So they have jazz, R&B, and pop hits. Um, they've got lineups featuring musical acts all month long. So you can look for that at Disney Springs. Uh, they also are going to have some photo ops for you at Disney Springs. So these photo ops have been inspired by characters from the Proud Family, Louder and Prouder series uh, that streams February 23rd on Disney+. Plus. Mm. Um, but yeah, you can look for some murals and art displays you know, things that you can do with photo ops. And then at the House of Blues restaurant and bar, you can discover a permanent collection of Southern vernacular art. So they have an art display over at House of Blues. And then you can also explore the rich and dynamic evolution of jazz at the Soul of Jazz and American Adventure. So they have an exhibit going on over at the American Adventure at Epcot through the legacies of famous musicians, stories of how jazz took root in cities across the United States, um, all those things like that. I think that was something that they started last year. So they Mm -hmm. will be doing that exhibit again. It traveled around the country um so look for that as well and then you can head over to disney's animal kingdom park and there they have obviously the beats of the tam tam drummers which we love in harambe bay if you've never seen that i mean they're there all year round but we we should celebrate them all year round in animal kingdom you can also see the celebration the festival of the lion king which is the broadway show so they are mentioning that as well and soul you can watch soul or remember the titans and more parts of movies under the stars so they're going to be doing oh. more uh films at the resorts and stuff like that so soul is a big one and remember the titans is another oh, one that cool. they're going to be playing at some of the resorts so look for your movies under the stars schedules awesome yeah they're always posted at the uh, like common areas of the resorts they'll let you know mm-hmm. what's playing at what time yeah uh, i'm going to take us over to hollywood studios for some toy story land enhancements I feel like news broke on this maybe a couple of weeks ago. We just never got around to it. We yeah, were distracted. Yeah, we never really mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, we were distracted by Disneyland, and we had a week off in there. So uh, coming to Toy Story Land with no specific date announced yet, just it's coming this year, uh, one, and maybe this is the more uh, popular one, the more anticipated one, is the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. So as yeah. you're entering Toy Story Land, it's just after the, the Big Woody, so to speak. And... Uh, <laughs> A table service restaurant, and they've had like the concept artwork out there on the construction fence, but it's mm-hmm. it's officially coming, and I'm excited about it because it's nice to have a new sit down. I I think it'll be nice to have a new sit down restaurant, uh, especially one themed to Toy Story, because there really isn't yeah. anything like that at yeah. any of the four parks. I'm interested in what the menu is going to look like, and also I'm curious where they are going to move the line for Slinky Dog because. The lot, like when the line for Slinky Dog gets really long, mm-hmm. it goes right in front of that area. So I'm curious what they're going to be, how they're going to like reroute that. Yeah. I don't know. So we'll Maybe we'll have a switchback because like they could, they could just put up right. a little rope and just do a quick little switchback there. But you're right. It's going to crowd up that area, especially, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how much room there'll be between the main walkway and the entrance of the restaurant where people who are waiting to get seated and stuff. So we'll see how they... Uh, control yeah. the crowd over there or maybe they just figure the line's only long in the like morning time like super oh, long like that could be a lunch time. and so dinner by the time lunch comes around yeah it'll be cleared out of that area so could be could you be. know disney knows they hit i'm sure they've done all the research they probably do yeah yeah uh and then the other thing is jesse's trading post so on the surface it's a gift shop um mm-hmm. but they the way they worded it and put the, the spin on it made it sound like it's a high theme, more fun and possibly interactive gift shop. Sounds like it's just more than a a, a room with shelves and items on it. It sounded yeah. like it was going to be a highly themed thing, more of an experience um, as you're shopping as opposed to just shopping. So yeah. we'll see what that's like uh, later this year. But it is officially coming this year. Cool, cool. All right. 
Let's go back in time for some Disney history, as always, brought to you in partnership by The Mouselets. We um, are shouting them out a lot on this episode. But anyway, um, of course, head over to their TikTok, Instagram, and their website, themouselets.com, for all their cool merch, facts, trivia, all that other fun stuff. All right, what you got? All right. I have some more nightmare fuel for all you guys. Oh, yes. So I'm going back to 1986 when Magic Journeys, a 3D film shown at Epcot's Journey into Imagination Pavilion, closed. So it uh, they reopened it at Magic Kingdom in December of 1987, but it was uh, an opening day attraction for Epcot. And I did watch this, um, and it's very creepy. <laughs> it's supposed to be like, this says, the film looks at the world through the eyes of a child. Okay, mm-hmm. well, maybe that child might be a little bit disturbed. So I had Greg uh, do some <laughs> do some sound clips because, one, you can find it on YouTube. Just look up. Ma- it's under Magic Journeys 2D. So Magic Journeys 2D. Look that up on um, on YouTube if you haven't. But I'm just going to give you a couple of sound clips here. I don't know. It's just weird. It's weird and it's creepy. I'm like, man, 80s, you creepy. Yes. Okay. So this is a glimpse into what Magic okay. Journeys sounded like. How do you guys feel right now? Magic journey. <laughs> it's like, ooh. it's weird. <laughs> if you think the visuals are better, you're like, maybe it's not as creepy with the No, the visuals are just as creepy. I, I watched it, right? Or oh, I can't say I watched the entire thing. I kind of like skipped around a little bit here and there. And then I was reading the comments on this YouTube <laughs> of it. Cause I, I was like, okay. Comments. Well, I just was curious about others perspective. Cause I was like, I, I don't, I don't think I experienced this as a kid. Um, yeah. or if I, if I did, perhaps I repressed and, uh, pushed that out of my brain. But, um, a lot of people were saying that they fondly remember this from the eighties and that, um, you know, culture is a little bit different now, yeah, which is sure. that part's true. I mean, you know, right. obviously now I would like, assume. Mm, 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 yeah. Mm, 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 <laughs> Magic <kids>. journeys. <laughs> 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 so, um, a lot of people are, were, seem to be passionate about their, their memories of this and their nostalgia and um and and they were actually making trying to make the case that what feels creepy now is only because the lens we're using to view it is different whereas when you were a kid in the 80s this was normal so then i thought like well you know what so many shows and movies that i thought were cool or interesting when i was a kid are effed now right they're so weird weird. did you were you able to get that other clip popped out of her hand like like a typical like, like it's supposed to be scary i get it but goodness this probably looked cool in 3d but you're right this also is a bit creepier much. in 3d i don't know Ugh. 
I don't know. It just was like, oh, okay, all right, interesting. <laughs> I guess if you were like old enough in the 80s to like remember that, cool, great. Let us know if this was something you fondly remember. Sorry to yes. be bashing on it, but it just really no, creeped me out. So I mean, it creeped me out too. And I, I you know, but um, this was in the Magic Eye Theater and also presented by Kodak, which right. kept the theme there because yeah. the Honey, I Shrunk, the audience, I believe, was presented mm-hmm. by Kodak as well, I want to say. Yeah. There. Uh, if you're you looking know, for timestamps, it's about two minutes or two minutes and 45 seconds. And then the last clip was like around the seven minute to eight minute mark. So yes you're welcome i think it's like a it's almost like 20 minutes it's like 17 or 18 minutes long but it's intense it's a lot maybe you could play you know that that would be a great soundtrack to play um like you know when you're giving out candy for halloween oh there you go if if you need some background music especially (laughs) if you're a single dude in your (laughs) mid-30s and you want to hand out candy with a camera around your neck (laughs) yes oh my gosh anyways totally great moving on nightmare fuel i won't sleep tonight but it's fine you will uh what do you got greg (laughs) I have something from 1996 when the Disney Institute opened at Walt Disney World. And you may be thinking to yourself, hey, Greg, what's the Disney Institute? Institute? Well, thank you for asking. (laughs) It was a resort and learning center in Walt Disney World. It was a project led by then CEO Michael Eisner. It closed in 2003. And that space is now occupied by Disney Saratoga Springs Resort. Mm. And the treehouse villas that are there now used to be like the living accommodations for um the students or participants in the learning center um so they had somewhere to stay while they were you know not in class so to speak Mm -hmm. so all that space is now saratoga springs so 96 to 2003 the more you know before i give you all a quote for the day and it's a different type of quote thank you for saying um, i do want to remind you to uh, make sure you are following us on instagram at that park life podcast my personal account is at the disney greg and i'm at the real beth mcdonald if you like what you heard today, please feel free to like, subscribe, head over to iTunes, leave us a review over there. We've gotten a handful of nice reviews over the past couple of weeks, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just nice. It helps us stand out a little more in the Disney podcast community. If you want to submit a request for a magic gram to send a, send a little pixie dust to someone, you know, free for them, free for you. Or if you want to submit a topic for us to talk about or a guest for us to interview, all that can be done on our website, That Park Life Podcast. Dot com if you want access special access i promise <laughs> we don't talk like that during it but we have bonus episodes and we provide mm-hmm. those to our patreon supporters there's a link in the show notes to that as well and you get to see some behind the scenes stuff and extra content on our instagram as well all right a quote this is from the movie cinderella but not spoken by cinderella okay it's more of like a narrator situation mm-hmm. quote and yet through it all Cinderella remained ever gentle and kind, for with each dawn she found new hope that someday her dreams of happiness would come true. And with that, thank you for joining us this week. Thanks again to Kristen for hanging out with us and talking about all things must do in Disney. We appreciate it. Until next week, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.